0: Live, yeah,
1: yeah, we're going hey, hey, we gonna lie, yeah, yeah, we gonna lie, yeah, yeah, we going yeah, 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 we're gonna yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. we lie from the fifty yard line, we gon' lie,
0: from the fifty yard line, we gon' lie.
1: Hello, beautiful from people. Hey. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jared <laughs> the Football Genie's
0: Burgess. And I am Stephanie Fitzpatrick, A.K.A. the Advantage Coach.
1: This is episode sixty-seven of the Fields to the Real Podcast. Thank you. I for learned my this. lesson
0: last week. <laughs> <laughs> I take it wherever you say. Oh, Yo, I, look
1: it's it's hard to it's hard to um like keep up with it. It really is.
0: <laughs> ain't my job. Look, it, ain't, it ain't, <laughs> it's so not in my
1: DNA.
0: <laughs> It's not in my DNA. I'm going to just say, it's not in my DNA. That's what I just get on here. Listen, you do all of the technical stuff. I uh-huh. just, that's what I tell people. I said, I do a podcast, but really all I do is get on and talk.
1: Nah, you do a lot of research before. Yeah. When we come to the, the, the production meeting, like, you be having it all laid out. Like, <laughs> nah, this is what I got right here to talk about. Y'all, like, I don't uh, be
0: trying to I don't remember... <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. So but it's all good. We good. Yeah. yeah. We good.
1: Yeah. I th- I think that uh we do a good job of uh <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like corralling this thing and playing off of each other. You do so yeah. much on oh, the research yeah. side.
0: Mm-hmm. Um
1: while I do, do the technical stuff, like yeah. I couldn't imagine doing this with anybody else.
0: Oh um, I feel this <laughs> <so cool>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are oh, yeah. The heartbeat of not only the field to the real all in initiative, oh gosh. field to the real project, and mm-hmm. the field to the real podcast. So,
0: Mm-mm. <laughs> <And> no,
1: <laughs> yes, uh-uh. no, yes, yes. <laughs>
0: yeah, I appreciate so, that though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, um, okay.
1: Well, let's get to the who's really right. Yeah, let's
0: go. On. We're gonna you,
1: try not to keep y'all too long, stuff. Yeah, yeah. We uh, <laughs> We've been
0: having last, a lot of emotions but, in the last Right.
1: <laughs> and we appreciate those of you all who've been rocking with us. <laughs> right. Those of you all who've been looking at the time and been like, uh,
0: Nah, not this one. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah,
1: we yeah, we saw we'll, we, we, we got the message. All right, we got yeah. the message. Okay. But nah, mm-hmm. so um this Who's Really Right is kind of like last week's Who's Really Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, I don't think there is a right answer. Mm, okay. you know, I think there are perspectives and mm-hmm. I think that they all, um, they all have a place,
0: Yeah.
1: but there's no right answer. And I don't know what the NBA is going to arrive at, mm-hmm. or what decision they'll arrive at. So mm-hmm. um, as you guys can see where we're going, Um, this week is should the NBA players protest by not going to Orlando Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and this was kind of started and it's been reported on that Kyrie Irving um, in a meeting in like a Zoom call had kind of expressed that he thinks restarting the NBA season will take away from or take attention away from this movement that we've seen, Mm -hmm. this groundswell of um, the majority of our nation really getting behind the movement that Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. And so um, he thinks that if the season starts, that the attention will be um, taken away from all the protests Mm -hmm. Um, all of this good progress that we've seen and it'll be placed squarely on the NBA and um, basically it'll be a distraction Mm -hmm. so as usual not always (laughs) (laughs) what what, what side of this are you on?
0: I agree with Kyrie Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that funny that we we had this conversation Monday but then like since then I've been looking at things and so as soon as Bradley Beal I think it, when Bradley Beal came out and said he was um I'm not Bradley Beal Avery, Avery. Was a, Avery Bradley yeah, came out Avery Bradley came out and said that he was agreeing with what Kyrie said um I was read, I was it was uh on Instagram, it was a ESPN posted it. And then I, so I just wanted to see what people were saying, you Mm -hmm. know, about it. And interestingly enough, for the most part, people's comments were typically along the same lines that exactly why Kyrie is saying what he's saying. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll just say like uh, the sentiment seems to be, so much bad stuff is going on in the world and in our country. We need this. We, you know, we just need, we need basketball. We need to be able to, you know, get our minds off of what's going on. And, mm-hmm. and so I think that what playing basketball or, or anything that is a major deterrent right now um, would do is just that it would deter people, it would give people. Um, the excuse to turn away, okay, and to not be um, not for it to, for it to not be in their faces, and for them not to have that, you know what I mean. Right. No choice, but yeah. to, this is this is what you need to concentrate on. And so I believe wholeheartedly that that was where Kyrie's heart was when he made the statement, just because he knows that there are people, um, and let's be clear while the majority of the people who play basketball are African-American, most of the people who spend their money to go to the games are not. Right. And so even though we wouldn't be talking about, you know, having fans, they would find, they would be watching on television or they would be, it would give them, like I said, an out essentially from having to deal with, because if, if, if I had seen that people were saying, We agree. We understand why you want to do this. And we're 100% behind, you know, um, being allies to what's going on. And we're going to still continue to press forward. But that's not what I'm hearing. I'm seeing people say, we need a break from this. We need something to distract us from this. That's not what needs to happen. Right. We don't need a distraction from it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It doesn't need to just die here. This is not where it dies. You know what I mean? And so... I applaud him for being bold enough to say, I will forego money. Mm -hmm. Capitalism does not own me. Mm -hmm. I will forego money. That's how important this issue is to me. And so I applaud him for being brave enough to stand up and say what most of them probably wouldn't have been bold enough to say. Mm -hmm. Nor did they have the star power Maybe right. it's to say it, you know what I mean? Because yeah. we had this conversation the other day. Most of the NBA and NFL players who who aren't well known, when they go out on the street, it's just like you you or any other black man. Right. So you, you, want, you yeah. just happen to be tall or big or whatever. Right. And you know, so yeah. So you yeah. I mean Yeah. Anyway, I'm not gonna go there. But yeah, so I think <laughs> I was about to go there. But yeah. Right. yeah. Um, yeah, so I feel like that is – that's why this is a, a a good idea. If they can figure out how they can play basketball and still keep the focus where it needs to be, I don't know what that looks like. But if they can figure that out, right. you know, with, with their platform. But I appreciate him using his platform in this way. Yeah. I do.
1: So, you know, when we talked about this on Monday, I told you I could, I could argue both sides of this thing. Yeah. Uh, Because I I really do see the point of both sides. Mm -hmm. Um, But I came to the conclusion and this this is like Wednesday after Mm -hmm. we we met on Monday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. After hearing Kyrie came out and said some more stuff. Avery Brown came out and said some stuff. And it kind of strengthened me in this position of one, I think the players have to play. Mm. Um, But it's one of those things where I feel like, so sitting out is a great tactic, right? Mm-hmm. It's a great tactic, but it can't just be sitting out for sitting out sake. Can't just no. be sitting out um, just to take away the distraction from the movement.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: These billionaire owners, have weight Mm -hmm. and so if we are saying let's sit out until we get Mm -hmm. i am totally for that Mm -hmm. because i feel like these owners will acquiesce yeah but the issue is that if we just sit out and we just say we don't want to take away from this movement right now and all of the players on the unified front decide to sit out what happens is and this is just my first point what happens is The CBA gets ripped up. Mm -hmm. Players no longer have any leverage. Mm -hmm. And while at the moment, basketball shouldn't be at the forefront, Mm -hmm. we also have to think about the future. True. You know, um, if I I heard one report that if the players right now and the owners, it's a 50-50 revenue share. Mm-hmm. I heard one report that said that if the CBA gets ripped up and we go back to the negotiating table, um the owners would probably demand something around 80% wow. of the revenue. Wow. And so that's blackmail. Yeah.
0: That's blackmail.
1: No, I I, I listen, I wholeheartedly agree. I think <laughs> that it's unfair. I think especially when you think about the fact that 80 to 85% of the players in this league are African-American. There's only one, if I can, if I remember correctly, there's only one African-American owner in the NBA. Mm -hmm. But And this is my second point. What I think is on the side of the NBA that none of these other leagues can, I guess, maybe tout is that their owner is all for social reform. Yes. Not the owner, excuse me, the commissioner.
0: Yeah, Adam Silva. That's what I yeah. meant. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Commissioners all for social reform. And so right. I think that if um, there is a, let's not just say, let's just sit out. Let's sit down together, come up mm-hmm. with a plan of saying, these are what, these are the demands that we want to offer mm-hmm. the NBA owners. Because in your respective city and state, you have clout. We need to use this clout mm-hmm. for reform. Mm-hmm. And so this is what we need. And there needs to be a bulleted list of the things that we need to see done. Now, what happened overnight? This is this
0: basketball or is this in society?
1: No, it's, the well, list. The list is...
0: Just for actually, basketball. It stuff. can
1: start with basketball, but I'm t- I am was thinking past basketball. I was thinking okay. the, okay. the, the poor that they have in their states because... For a lot of these states, without the professional athletes, their tax base is gone.
0: Right.
1: A good portion of their tax base is gone. Yeah. Yeah.
0: um,
1: They don't want to lose this money. And Mm -hmm. if we can use that as leverage, then Mm -hmm. we need to. But it shouldn't just be, let's just sit out. Let's threaten to sit out unless these demands are met. You know, okay. because it turns into a, and, and I get it. I was thinking about it from the standpoint of what Steven Jackson was talking about. Like, we've seen the t shirts, we've seen the I Can't Breathe t shirts.
0: Yeah.
1: But these things are, are continuing to occur.
0: Right. That's not and making so, a difference.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. And so, but, but my thing is just sitting out, I don't know that that makes a difference either. Right. Because what it does is it lessens the voice of you as a player. We know you, Kyrie, because of what you do on a basketball court. And mm-hmm. if you don't use that platform of being on the court, you can hijack this whole this whole thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're not in that arena, we may not hear your voice as much. I
0: hear you. Okay.
1: So, um. I just think that there needs to be I, there needs to be like like detailed steps of this. This is a hostage situation mm-hmm. on either side. We hold, yes. Listen, we holding we hold in the basketball league hostage.
0: <laughs> we'll bring we'll
1: we'll give you basketball back, but this is what right. we need. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't think you just take you know the person hostage and just kill them.
0: <laughs> no, that's us get count. some.
1: Let's that's get not something. A yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get something um in exchange for what we hope what we're holding this NBA season hostage for. Okay. that that's my only, you know.
0: Well, luckily for you, it looks like as I'm sitting here, I'm reading that they had a meeting on Monday.
1: Oh. Avery really?
0: Bradley, Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the league. Um, Mm -hmm. to be a voice for the players who are concerned about going back and playing um, because of the social justice issues. And so um, I think that what you're saying is exactly what they're trying to do is bring to the table a – let's see. I'm going to just read what it says. For the moment, Irvin and Bradley's group are attempting to discuss issues of social justice reform and the league's investment in those issues. Mm -hmm. The Players Association and the league, have been discussing ways of ensuring that as many players as possible rejoin their teams before the start of the renewed season. Um, But they want to – I think that what they're doing is trying to have them have public – I mean, have a plan in place before they – before the players agree to come back. Right. Um, What is it that the NBA plans to do to assist? And so that was the other thing. Avery Bradley had said that, and that was part of what I was reading in the comments. Mm-hmm. It's not the NBA's job to to uh, do this. This is a political issue. Um, this The NBA pays you all. Use your own money. You know, those types of things. But were the thing. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Those were the things that were being said. That's not the NBA's job. They pay you to play basketball. So, essentially, you're saying shut up and drip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, that's not gonna work for me. So, but this is this is my fear. Yeah. When it comes to them going, you know what I'm I mean? Sorry. Like, yeah, this is my fear that it'll just be that that's where they, the mindset is. Like, mm-hmm. oh, they just yeah, just shut up and dribble. You're just an athlete. Just go. Mm-hmm. Do, um, and so I think if they can use this coalition that they've created to. Um, like you said, not just not play, I agree with that, not just not play, but not play if it's not play, then not play until what? Right. Like having a solid plan in place or a solid yeah. um, a solid ask in place of what it is that you do want to see. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and, and that's why I said that Like this one ain't really a who's really right.
0: Like, I mean, no, not I, really.
1: I, I feel like <laughs> even after discussing it on Monday, I yeah. felt like we would probably meet somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's not that I'm just like go play, forget everything. Yeah. And it's not like you're just like don't play and don't worry about it. Right. No. Like, there's a <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: What happens next? Right. Let's use our leverage. So yeah. Um, we don't necessarily need y'all to vote. <laughs> <laughs> on this one
0: I would like to hear people's opinion but
1: i would th- yeah definitely i would like to hear yeah. your opinion and so yeah. if you are listening to this um certainly hit us up on Twitter or or instagram yeah. to let us know your opinion about this this who's really right yeah. um and if you are watching this on YouTube um I'll still put the poll up by, as long as I can <laughs> I would like you to voice your opinion in the comment section. Certainly, Mm -hmm. like, certainly follow, you know, but definitely comment. Yes, subscribe. Yes, um, and let us know what you think about this topic and what you feel like the NBA should do.
0: Okay, yeah, all right,
1: all right, the NFL COVID testing policy.
0: Y'all, Jerry, be telling me my face. Your
1: face, yeah, your face says it
0: all. (laughs) I tried so hard. I really knew y'all. Oh, gosh.
1: So, what is is, is the NFL's plan for testing?
0: So, as it stands right now, the Players Association has agreed that they would have players tested every three days. Um, Every three days? I don't... Three days. I don't. I wish they would have explained the logic in picking three days, as because <laughs> somebody could have been infected and within two days they could yeah. be sick. So mm-hmm. why three days is what you picked? I'm. Well, you know, we've had this conversation. This was the who's really right some time ago. I think we were talking about it from college sports, but me period. I just got, and we talked about this with the NBA starting their I Until mm-hmm. we are, I'm sorry if that means we don't have sport. Lord knows I won't football in the fall. But I am so more concerned about people's health <laughs> than the sports. Mm-hmm. And I just read today that Dr. Fauci came out and said that the people who are um, coming up with these vaccines have already have predicted that there will not be vaccines available until early 2021. And so until you can either come up with a better plan, I don't know, I mean, how do you play football? We had this conversation. How do you practice, work out, play football without touching, being in somebody else's face, Having the, the the projectile of whatever is in their mouth come at you, <laughs> because that's what they say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how do you work around that? And there's still... no
1: social distancing in sports. I don't know why. So I saw without social
0: bubbling today, it was social bubbling maybe. <clears throat> I don't know. No, really, uh, that's a real thing.
1: So I mean, the bubbling is is one thing. Yeah. And with college sports, let's throw that out the window because there's no way you'll be able to enforce that. Right. The NBA and their plan that they just put out. That's a social bubble. That's a social social bubble. And I get that.
0: Yeah.
1: And I feel like that can be successful. You cannot do that with all of the colleges across the country.
0: Yeah.
1: And so um, it's kind of, it's a joke. I don't even think you can do it with the NFL.
0: I don't know how this works. Yeah, I mean, right now you're saying you can have training camp, all this. You can, you know, have train You can have them come in for training, training camp. Um, they can't scrimmage with you know other teams. No, other they team. gotta stay in it. <sighs> okay, so if that if y'all think that works, then why is it? Who is it? Ezekiel? Mm-hmm. Um, and what four other players?
1: Some te- some some players from the Texans.
0: Okay, yeah, all y'all all of a sudden have COVID. What? And so my thing when we talked about this Monday, right? I said, mm-hmm. "So you come, you're asymptomatic, but you give it to me. I get it. I don't know I have it because it's not gonna show up for two to fourteen days, right? I'm out here we playing football. I'm breathing in your face. You breathing in my face. I got my hand down there. You did. I I done put my hand where you spit. Like all kinds yeah. of stuff. Like I'm being real. This is what's happening, not right? Here. So." At some point, you know how they call it, they do the community spread thing? Like they mm-hmm. you're gonna have to you, so every day you go you gonna have community spread happen. If one person is sick, you're going to have community spread.
1: Spread like a wildfire. But, but you're not testing but every three days.
0: So you don't know who's sick or not. You yeah. could possibly Who? Yeah like, it should be a daily thing, period. Every mm-hmm. single day. I don't care if they got to use the uncomfortable up to the eyeball test or not. Mm-hmm. You need to be tested every single day. Yeah. It's almost like walking into a hospital or mm-hmm. like at a, where I work for health cl- I'm not in the clinics, but I know the process that they're having people having to do a health a screening every morning, mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Like uh you got, I need to check your temperature and you need to take this test every morning. Like real talk. It's not like you're yeah. Lord, I'm about to use some very harsh. It's not like you telling somebody to bend
1: over. <laughs> you know, no
0: for real. It's not invasive of you know what I mean? It's it's your nose, it's your nostril. Yeah. It's it's hey. it might be inconvenient. Hey. But you well, joking the 40.
1: You joker's over 40.
0: <laughs> you, you have
1: to bend over anyway.
0: Well, this is true. When you get there, that does happen, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> but I'm just saying that everybody needs to be... I'm sorry. I just was saying it in terms of something that I know. which just something that makes me cringe. Like, just the idea of... Yeah. No, That yes. just makes me cringe. You know what yes. I'm saying? So... that's why I use that as the example, but yeah, Mm -hmm. no, they need to. Yeah. Come on y'all. Like just, just test them every day. Cause the moment you, somebody is sick, when you, when they walk in, they got to go, they've not touched anybody. Mm -hmm. They haven't been in contact with anybody. So that's how you stop the community spread. Mm -hmm. If you go, if you're going to just be in everybody's space like that, that's how you stop community spread. I just read an article today where 16 friends, (laughs) went out, and all 16 of them are now possible.
1: Of, of course. I, and, and the NFL would have to create a bubble. I don't know what the to,
0: bubble would be and, like. and That's, that's why, why I, I don't, I don't think it, it would work. Every day.
1: It, don't, it wouldn't work unless they did it like the NFL, but they had far more players.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I don't think there's a site, one site, that could house that many players. And so, I don't know that you could do it. I don't know that the NFL can do it. And when you I mean, see these numbers... So, you
0: don't even think even if they did the testing every day?
1: Nope, not even if you did the testing every day. Hmm. Because if we aren't putting these players in a bubble, uh-huh. even if you did the testing every day, and like you said, there's about a 2-14 to 14 day yes. incubation period. Right. Uh, once we go out and you know Oh, you, well no you, you, no, I
0: don't mean you you're going to have to just be here. Like you okay. it's like training camp. When like you just going to have to be here. Like I'm sorry, yeah. honey, I love you, but I got to just go stay on this campus or whatever this is. Yeah. This space. No, no, I'm just saying but you're going to get tested every day.
1: So you you're suggesting a bubble for every team. Mhm. Okay.
0: Yeah, because they can't go out and do scrimmages anyway, so it's not like you around anybody.
1: Yeah, I do. and I, I
0: agree that that might work. That I'm might saying.: work. Yeah, come on now. Uh, y'all need to figure something out, but this, just y'all acting socially irresponsible like the rest of the world. Yeah. <laughs> just doesn't it's, make sense.
1: There's too many moving parts, for, I, I think, for the NCAA to figure it out.
0: Yeah, that's a lot. That's mm-hmm. a lot. I don't know how they do that either.
1: And then with I don't all either. of these states, seeing I mean, this, and I'll they travel the all
0: over. They have to travel all over to to play each other. And I yeah, I don't yeah, I I don't I don't know. Like unless you I, I, you got private, like literally. Well, the only way it would work mm-hmm. is if for let's just say a month, every team, the kid they didn't go to class, they didn't do nothing. They just bubbled up. They just in one spot mm-hmm. together and they being checked, you know, they've been checked and checked and checked and everybody's clear and we good for at least four weeks, right? Yeah. So that happens at every school.
1: So I don't know if they're doing it to the to the degree that you have in your mind right now. Yeah. But everybody's supposed to report July 1. Okay. And go from there.
0: Like you can't go, you can't leave this campus you can't even leave, like, we're going to feed you here. we going to, literally, you're going to pretty much be in jail.
1: Yeah. Well, and so, so that's the
0: only way I see that working.
1: One of the things I, I guess I think about in trying to do this with college kids is that think about the amount of colleges. Now, we, we think about maybe Alabama and Clemson, Florida yeah. State, these schools that have big budgets. Yeah. And they have the money to create this bubble.
0: Yeah.
1: But not every school would be able to have the money or they don't have the money to create this bubble, which one creates the competitive advantage. Um which well, in turn kind of anyway alienates anyway. the school, huh?
0: They got that anyway. Well oh. yeah.
1: Yeah, but but you don't want to give it to them from the standpoint of well, you all can create this bubble with one, the employees that you, who have to stay in the bubble Mm -hmm. because they're going to be like the people who serve them food, the people who- You got to
0: stay here too. You got to stay
1: here too. All these schools aren't going to be able to pay for that.
0: Yeah. Like even mid majors.
1: Like, and, you know, we've seen the North Dakota states knock off the Iowas in the last few years. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't want to give that competitive advantage to- these bigger schools who have these bigger budgets and say, well, the rest of y'all figure it out. Yeah. You know, um, we have to at least try to create some type of level playing field. And I think that only the big schools would be able to create the type of bubble needed
0: Yeah,
1: for there not to be a second wave amongst our athletes. Right. Well,
0: they need to figure something out and figure it out quick because, (laughs) listen, what what it wouldn't be is if I was, don't let me be married to any of (laughs) (laughs) y'all. You better get you a hotel or something. Don't come home.
1: You're right.
0: (laughs) No. Love you, but no. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Love you, but no. Mm
1: -hmm. All right, let's move on uh, to NASCAR.
0: How often yeah. do we talk about NASCAR? N- uh, ever, never, never ever? Ever, ever. Never, never ever. Never, ever.
1: <laughs> um, but what I will do is give NASCAR's props. Absolutely. Um, because I feel like kind of the tone of what I felt from NASCAR since I started paying attention to it is that <laughs> it's a good old boy sport.
0: Just a good old
1: bone
0: <laughs> <laughs> Makes you think of Duke of Sazard. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: But for them to make the statement that they did, and they said that they've been contemplating it for a while. Um, their
0: ex-president two years ago tried to get them to do what they've been right. what they've just done. He was like, Y'all need to take care of this now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So NASCAR's made the decision to not allow the Confederate flag to fly at his races.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: commend them on that because they did this without pandering to their fan base.
0: Yeah, because their fan base is not the ones who would mind the Confederate flag, for yeah, the most they, part. Yeah, <laughs> for I the feel most like their part. fan
1: base but is, for the most part, the ones
0: who have them at it, their own. Who, who has
1: the Confederate, the, the Confederate yeah, 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 flags. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
1: And I'm not going to go into, You know, I, you know, I love history. Of course you do. I just, why are we celebrating the losers? Y'all
0: lost. Um, people twist anything. Yeah. People twist anything. But it's still their heritage and it still was my family. And Right, right or wrong, this is who they are and what they were and what they are. So, yeah. That's all. It's just, it's almost that mentality of I won't be wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. I, 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 it's yeah. I won't be wrong. So whatever. I,
1: when when you when you equate the uh, Civil War to the the American Revolution,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I, I guess when you when I think about it, mm-hmm. the Civil War was an act of treason.
0: OK. It you was. Know what I'm saying? And so. Yes. It was.
1: The union won. The yes. Confederacy lost. Correct. And to allow them to erect these monuments, praising the Confederacy just does not, like, it just does not. Treason.
0: It's tre- yes. treason. Like, people who participated in treason. Get yeah, celebrated It does not make you're sense you're terrorist that's what like, you are you're a terrorist and you get yes. a statue <laughs> that's
1: like, what I I've, I've heard people say this before, but I promise that I've had this idea like would we have erected a statue of Hitler after World War II?
0: I'm not talking. I'm just listening.
1: Like it, it like I just I, I can't
0: I I cannot wrap my mind around it. They look like, at it from a different standpoint. Like there are some people who see the Confederate flag and the Confederacy as a, a line in the sand about racism about about that is about racism. Mm-hmm. But there are also this huge other group over here that it's truly to them just their history their family history their this is a part of what happened we can't erase what happened it it happened now the whole part of reservoir of putting up statues to them not sure about yeah. but that's their history it it's just like someone who's a part of hitler's you know one of hitler's soldiers you know what i mean like their family member might not agree with what he did, but they want to celebrate the fact that he was that he was a part of this history. You know what I mean? Like, right. it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. Like, I am nowhere in no, no shape or form. Anybody who's listening to this, am I a proponent of the Confederate flag or what it stands for? I right. am just. I am always that person that tries to think about things from people's perspective, and yeah. I know that a lot of people they just look at it from the standpoint of this is my family was my. People were a part of this war, and this was the side they happened to be on versus I'm looking at this in terms of it being um racist that's always the argument with, yeah. with the whole that's always the argument it's history it's a part of our history
1: no I, okay. I, so so no I've, and I've heard that yeah like I've heard that part of it I've heard that argument, but I would still need to understand explain to me what are you proud of of that history what about that history makes you feel like you want to erect monuments about it and celebrate it
0: that's the racist part to me and even yeah. if it's even if it's a uh an ignorance on your part you know what i'm saying Right. even if you're not looking at it like this is the racist part of it but it is the racist part of it in that it is um you are Essentially, celebrating uh, a cause that oppressed and wanted to continue to oppress a people. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. This is like us having some sort of, like you said, like like them having some sort of uh, Holocaust Day. Like, yes. who wants to do that? Why? Why would you do that? Yeah. It's the, I get the principle. I get it. I'm just telling you, I know that's what people say. I'm not saying that's how I I feel. No, 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 I I know. No, I'm just saying that's how people feel. That's their rationale for why they feel that way. But either way, we all are. We started this whole thing just because of that. But anyway, uh, Bubba Wallace. Oh, my
1: God. Yes, Bubba Wallace.
0: (laughs) Bubba Wallace. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Bubba Wallace has been one of the leading voices in NASCAR. Because he's
0: uh, one of the few African Americans.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's only been a couple. <laughs> yeah, um, and the one thing I, I love is that he's been receiving support because of it. Yeah, and um, for the stance he's taken, and there have been a number of um, black celebrities who come out and either said they were, are going to go to a race when it's close to them, or who have traveled. To a race, just I know Alvin Kamara went. Yes, Alvin yeah. Kamara. I was gonna say that he he mm-hmm. he traveled to go to a race to to support Bubba Wallace, and I think this yeah. is the, this is what we need to do. Like when Absolutely. our when our athletes take a stand like this,
0: yeah. we need to support stand behind them. them. That's right, especially
1: support in them. a sport like NASCAR where we don't have a lot of yeah um, of all black those racers. Those.
0: Hockey and and NASCAR just, yeah, yeah nah. Yeah, but it's both welcome. of them, it's funny, they both stood up and said something like, before right. anybody, like, wait, no, we go, regardless of the fact that that's not their fan, but there is no, they don't have a a, a substantial uh, loss or gain in standing, up. well, they might have a substantial loss, but they don't, they're not taking the stance because they're pressured right. from their fan base. This is truly, or they're, or they're, or their players because again, there aren't that many. Right. So for them I think it's even more of kudos for both leagues to you know what I mean? For both yeah. of these organizations to take a stance like that. But Boba Wallace, um, his even the, the I don't I should have looked it up who he drives for, but they um they even are standing behind him. His car, did you go look at the car? The car was so nice.
1: I still ain't seen the car. You told oh, me about it on Monday. I still not have seen it. I,
0: yeah. listen. So his car is blacked out and it's Black Lives Matter on it. I love it. And it's got a, 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 the hood has uh hands, a black hand, a white hand holding him and some words under it, like courage and something else. And I just love yeah. that they, they got behind him right away. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not what his car looked like before. Right. <laughs> Yeah. so they got right behind him and and came out so like i just thought that was really cool but, yeah. yeah brave of them because you know you, they do have a lot of people who stand on either side we just discussed of uh, the right. confederacy issue that yeah. could take take some sort of you know something they wouldn't feel so good about what was said and done right but i'm i'm happy and and i hope that this means that we you know he said it i believe that um, it was him or something else. So much stuff out there mm-hmm. um, about driving up and seeing the Confederate flag every time you go somewhere, mm-hmm. and uh, how it makes you feel. Right. And so um, I feel like this might be the start of giving, because I know a lot of black people who like NASCAR and like the races, but don't mm-hmm. go. Because uh, the of the the whole atmosphere that that right. even evokes when you get there, so I believe I hope that what this does is is opens the door for us to have more, um, more feel more welcome to go and and experience NASCAR, go support Bubba and whoever else. Yeah. 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 Like you know I'm in NASCAR City, right? Yeah. <laughs> So that's like my thing. I'm like, mm, if we can get this COVID thing under control, I'll go. Yeah. Support Bubba. I'll go. Um, okay.
1: All right. All right. So we're on to our mental health moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and this week we got Brandon Hudgens. Mm-hmm. Who is a middle distance runner from uh, Boone, North Carolina? Mm-hmm. Inchley, huh?
0: I said Inchley,
1: right? <laughs>
0: yes.
1: Um. So he he's had a, a last week we talked about Sarah True, mm-hmm. uh, who was a runner as well. Mm-hmm. Um. And Brandon Hudgens has had a really rough road. Um, I, I, it seems like the theme of, you know, these mental health moments have been anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And like I said last week, um, Sarah True talked about how those things go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, Brandon Hudgens has been dealing with both as well. But on mm-hmm. top of that, um, he's been dealing with an autoimmune disease called Uh, uh, vasculitis, which is an autoimmune disease. Um, And we know what autoimmune diseases do. They attack, it's your body attacking.
0: Inside, right, yeah. You
1: know? So it had gotten so bad for him that in 2013, he contemplated suicide. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things he said at the end of his article yeah, at the end of this article he said if you're in a deep hole, get help. Be patient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do what you can to connect with others even if it feels impossible. Talk to someone about what you're going through. The first step is often the hardest. That's true. And so um
0: that's true. He he He's didn't right.
1: say a lot in this article, but I think that part was certain No,
0: that resonates. That's huge. Yeah. Yes. Um
1: mm-hmm. because Um, just like kind of the theme of this whole thing is like we all think that we're alone when we're dealing with these um, mental health issues yeah we we think that it's just us Mm -hmm. and we don't want to share with anybody because we think that they're going to think that we're crazy um and so the important step is talk to somebody somebody that you somebody that you're very tight with you know and even if it's just them in the beginning like that can be the path to getting help. Yeah. But what you can't do is deal with this thing alone. Um, and I want to say, um, uh, rest in peace to Jasmine waters.
0: Oh now, my gosh.
1: I don't know <sighs> specifically what happened with her, but all of the things that I've been hearing and what's kind of been insinuating is that, she had dealt with some mental health issues as well, yeah um, and it's unfortunate, you know when you hear these things um and ha- and being someone who have who has dealt with mental health issues myself um like i it, it just hmm. it's a piercing at the heart to hear someone who um yeah to succumb to that fight,
0: yeah you know yeah
1: um so rest in peace to her
0: yes absolutely um Mm.
1: anybody out there like you know how stephanie and i feel about mental health like if you are dealing with stuff if you are having problems with something and i know for me when i first started it was a lot easier to reach out to somebody i didn't know as Mm -hmm. opposed to somebody i did know because Mm -hmm. i didn't want to be judged yeah And judgment from a stranger feels a lot different than judgment from your friends, family, or
0: people. Yeah, true.
1: You know, and so if you need to reach
0: out to us, like... um, Listen, we'll do our best to get you in touch with who you need to be in touch with. Yes. And I just want to say... Go
1: at gmail.com.
0: That's right. And And one of the things that I want to say is even before you reach out to somebody, Mm -hmm. I think that, being honest with yourself. Yeah. Yes. To say something like when we talked about Brandon Marshall, and he was like, "I knew mm-hmm. something wasn't right." You know what right. I mean? Like, you have a sense for yourself of what's going on, and if right. it's if you're not in a good space, then then you need to at least be able to recognize. Because here's the thing: like, even a situation like Miss Waters. Mm-hmm. And it and so many other other people that we're like wait they did what they committed yeah. what you know what I mean, mm-hmm. um, oftentimes they know something is wrong and they go and they put themselves um, isolate themselves mm-hmm. and then those then they have nothing and nobody to counter the thoughts and the 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 mind thought the thoughts they're having in their minds that are telling them this is the only way out, you know what I mean? Like, so recognizing that you have an issue first and foremost, being able to be honest with yourself when you're feeling a certain way and using your tools, even when you feel uncomfortable with saying, okay, I'm in one of these places. I need to get with around people. Mm -hmm. So I'm not by myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Man.
0: Yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah, you know, (laughs) every time we talk about like mental health, but from the standpoint of like just thinking about someone like succumbing to it like
0: Yeah. Alone. That's the thing. Like they're always in this they always isolate themselves. Right. And so even let me say this, even for people who love people who are suffering from mental issues. Right. Check on them often. Yeah. And don't strong, just honey. allow, it. I don't care what who they are, mm-hmm. like real talk, but just check up on them often because that's how they feel alone. Right. And, and they, even though they've self-isolated, if you don't allow them to just stay in that place of self-isolation, if you mm-hmm. check on them, if you like, I'm coming over there. I'll be over there, you know. Mm -hmm. I just need to see your face. You know what I mean? Like, it just, I don't know. I mean, clearly, yeah. Mm. The
1: the reason why I say check up on your strong friend is because, like, your friends who usually are able to communicate how they're feeling, you know, and usually give it to you, those are the friends who are going to be okay. Usually. It's usually your strong friend who... Is yeah. the person who takes on everything from everyone else, mm-hmm. and we just assume in our mind that
0: that, that friends to be
1: okay because because they're nothing they're the wrong because they always they
0: yeah not, they always not will. Not rock
1: right yeah. right and so um, that's typically a friend that we see when we we um, we hear about these stories. And I, I, I think I heard uh, uh, I heard Charlemagne and. Um, Joe Budden um speak about jazz fly mm-hmm. um being the strong friend,
0: yeah, you know I can see that and it and and this is this is real, like because I can speak to this as a black woman mm-hmm. we always are categorized. As that strong, strong, yeah, as strong. You know what right. I mean? so Y'all
1: take y'all on so much.
0: Always got to be there for other people. We nurture mm-hmm. into other people. We, you know what I mean? So, right. yeah, no, I agree. Check on your friends, um, mm-hmm. especially right now. Yeah. We just talked about this. I think before we came on, just about the trauma mm-hmm. that's happening between what's happening with COVID and what's happening uh, with the with the racial tension right um check yeah check on your people because you know this is this is traumatic stress mm-hmm. but this is traumatic the things that we're seeing now that we're seeing them and it's so often or here even we ain't seen any of the lynchings but we know they're happening right
1: all right so on to the real yeah who we got
0: okay we got Harris mm mm-hmm. mhm Okay, so Harris Faranoff was a baseball phenom yeah. got drafted by the Nationals as a senior in high school, as a junior in high school, <laughs> or oh, whatever. <laughs> I was like, why are you? And then I thought about, oh, whatever. Anyway,
1: DC you see nothing?
0: <laughs> uh-huh, well, he must have said nothing
1: because
0: uh, <laughs> he decided to go ahead and go play in, in, in college. Uh-huh. He chose to not, not be drafted, and he went to Lehigh. Yeah. Mm. um yeah right yeah so he um while there his freshman year he was a pitcher Mm -hmm. um not very good like he he i think you know what typically happens to people who go from one transition of one level to another yeah they get that reality you know what i mean like oh what i was what I was good at then doesn't necessarily work now. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think he had a not so good freshman year and ended up getting yips. uh, Which is uh, pretty much it is where the brain and the body, the parts, don't they stop talking to each other. And so he wasn't able to like pitch. Mm -hmm. It it wouldn't work. He couldn't get it to do what it needed to do in order to be able to pitch. And so I, he struggled with that. I think his whole sophomore year.
1: For, I for those, I'll
0: ha- oh, go ahead.
1: I'm sorry. For for those of you who have trouble, like kind of picturing this thing, it's kind of the same thing that uh, uh, what's the kid from, um, the uh, 76ers? Uh, a few years ago, he was the number one overall draft draft pick uh, for the 76ers. He then got oh, traded to think. the Orlando Magic. <laughs>
0: Look at me! I'm over here on like, DC, I DC, which
1: reach. is crazy. Why well, don't oh, even, I know well, his name?
0: Oh well, I'm not gonna um, try to remember his name. You should know who he is. I, so.
1: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how I that is think stated, of who that is. But definitely play with the Seventy Six. I once I get it, I'm, I'm sorry, i ain't going to interrupt, but
0: no, 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 no. Um,
1: I just wanted to kind of give you know the folks a frame of Some reference, context. Yeah, because right, while was... wow, they probably never heard of him, mm-hmm. they definitely heard of this guy um Markil Fultz. That? Okay. Markel Fultz.
0: Okay. Okay. So,
1: um we all kind of heard about his thoracic something injury
0: mm-hmm.
1: um that the the doctors gave him, but I feel like his situation was the yips as well.
0: Yeah. So, it's it's serious, it's real. And um, he decided, OK, well, I'm just not going to play anymore. So his junior year, he decided, he was like, OK, I'm not wow. going to be able to overcome these two things, mm-hmm. these things to make them work, so I'm just going to stop. And so um, he went through a, a period. It could have been a mental health moment. He went through a period of uh, depression because yeah. for, since he was playing t-ball, he mm-hmm. knew baseball was, I mean, he was drafted in professional baseball. Right. So you were good. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. he just knew that's the, the direction he would go in his life. But um, he ended up, uh, I think he was at therapy, actually. And mm-hmm. the the uh, person behind the desk at his therapist, I mean, the, the lady who checked him in, I think, was mm-hmm. the one that told him about a company that our, her daughter worked for. And thought that it might be a good idea was eab which i believe they're kind of sales that kind of thing so he went and um started working there um excuse for the photo bomb um,
1: <laughs>
0: hey <Corbin>. uh, right <laughs> so um you know he started working there he thought he'd be there for a year turned out he ended up staying five and a half and he said it helped him to realize that his time management skills were excellent from sports and that his uh competitive drive would make him really good you know what i mean yeah. but he said he just kept feeling like he wasn't fulfilled something was missing right. and so he went on this journey of self-discovery where he said he probably through linkedin to about 35 or 40 people in different careers <laughs> like wow. literally he said he would be like it would be an interview <laughs> just, <laughs> Just kind of delving into why they do it and what is it that they liked about it and, you know, that kind of thing. He was saying hopefully something would cross his path that would make him be like, oh, that'll work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so luckily that happened to him because he talked to a coach um, Mm -hmm. and a leadership coach who it was, he was in the process of getting his certification and Harris, was one of the subjects one of his Mm -hmm. students that he used as kind of like his practice yeah and so once he went through that process with him he knew that was what he wanted to do and Mm so now that's what he does he is a leadership coach himself but he also um kind of coined something called transformative conversations Mm -hmm. and he felt like like the conversation he had with the with the person at the desk was Mm -hmm. a transformative conversation the conversation he had with the coach was a transformative conversation so I love that that phrase because you know transition is my my thing when it comes Mm -hmm. to uh, coaching and so I love that he you know coined something it might not have been him but just that he utilizes that as as a part of his coaching yeah yeah so good good stuff for him
1: all right, shout out shout out to you. Um Harris. Harris. Harris Faranoff.
0: Harris <laughs> Farinoff. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's just such a that's such a regal name. Yeah. Like, Harris. Harris Faranoff. Harris yes. Faranoff. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh so, yeah. Yep. All right.
1: All right. Feel good final thought.
0: Yes. Yeah. Tiffany so.
1: Chancellor and Natalie Wright. Y'all nope. don't know
0: those names. Y'all don't know those
1: names. You know the last right? names. You might know the last
0: You names. don't know them, but you know them. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. You don't know them, but you know them. You know them.
0: <laughs> That's right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so Tiffany Chancellor is the wife of former Seattle Seahawks safety cam Chancellor.
0: Yep.
1: And K uh excuse me. Yep. Natalie yep. Wright is the wife of former um. See, well, not former. He's still. I
0: was gonna say he did
1: okay. I'm
0: like, you see me <laughs> like uh, current huh? linebacker. Look, I'm like, do you know something?
1: I don't know. Uh, nah. okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> current linebacker for the Seattle Seahawks, uh KJ Wright. Yeah. Um, and they were all. They both were. Um, well, at least Cam and <laughs> KJ were yes. both a part of that. Um, Super Bowl winning defense for the Seattle Seahawks. That beast.
0: That beast. When they
1: beat up on the Denver Broncos and somehow lost to the New England Patriots.
0: Well, Um, well, we ain't going to go there. Dang it, we had to talk about them. Dang it, why you have to. I don't know. I
1: I shouldn't even say (laughs) that. We
0: were about to get through an episode. Right.
1: No. (laughs) Just always mentioning the Patriots.
0: Oh, God. Anyway, um, so yeah. But these wives, what, what have they been doing? So I love it because they were the ones who put together and orchestrated um, a bridge to the future march in Seattle um, mm. in response to all of the racial tension and everything right. that's been going on. Mm-hmm. And I said, Jared, this is a feel-good final thought yeah. because I we often see the players and right. they using their, they're, them using their platform, mm-hmm. um, you know, at record numbers, I think we've seen, especially in the NFL and NBA, yeah. um, these players speaking out, telling their truths, being honest, using their platforms, trying to bring awareness, supporting mm-hmm. out in the streets, all of that kind of stuff. And it's a beautiful thing. But I think it's an equally beautiful thing to see their wives yes. use yes. their platforms because Let's be clear. When you're the wife of, mm-hmm. it holds some weight, too. Yeah. All on its own. Mm-hmm. It does. And so I feel like seeing these two women take this on, this was a huge undertaking. And, and it was really successful. And I love it. Yeah. I love that they... They, you know, said, oh, well, we're wives. And we right. can and we do gonna, some stuff. We, we got a little bit of clout. Too. <laughs> yes, let's go. We don't uh-huh. just sit home and look pretty. That's not what we do. Right. You know what I mean? That's not what we do as wives. Mm-hmm. And that's most of them, they have great, they do great things in their communities. And yeah. you know what I mean? That just doesn't get highlighted, you know? Right. So I love it. And I love that they did this. And I hope that it, it is something that, um, brings forth something even greater than, you know, right. just, just a, a march. You know what it's, I'm it's saying?
1: It's dope that it's timely. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I guess people would do stuff now during this time, but, you know, them just kind of carrying that mantle. Yes. Um, I, I think that's so dope.
0: Yeah. No, I yeah. love it. Stand out, step out. You know yeah. what I mean? I didn't, it wasn't a Cam Chancellor KJ, KJ Wright, Wright march. Right. It right. was, you know, so I it love was,
1: it. Was, it was a Tiffany Chancellor, and that yeah. is right,
0: March. right March. That's right. Loved it. You yeah. know, I'm all about that. Yeah. Right. I posted. I posted a <laughs> uh, on on uh, social media the other day. I don't need a. I don't. I'm not going to be controlled. But I need some a man who's a powerful man who can get behind what I'm into and say that's my baby. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah.
1: Come on, black man. <laughs>
0: Why you do that?
1: Oh no 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 no! Oh no! I'm sorry. I didn't mean it like that. But I was just saying, like, (laughs) as black men, we need to get behind, you know, absolutely. As men, I don't care
0: what color you are. If you wit one, you better you better support her.
1: Indeed, indeed.
0: Period. I don't care what color you are. Support her. Yeah. But but, okay. uh, know, In in preference. Yeah. Of course. (laughs) Of course. I cannot. I'm sorry.
1: All right, listen. Ooh. All right, we're going to move on. This
0: show. Okay.
1: <laughs> the show picks. Okay. <laughs> you know I ain't got no sense.
0: <laughs> I'm like, really? This is what we're doing today? Okay. uh
1: Uh. Um, yeah. So. All right. We don't have a lot of show picks today. mm um, No. Nope. But there was certainly one that we agreed upon. Yes. But before we get to that one, let's do the two that, um, you had before the okay. one that
0: we agreed upon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and, and all of these, you'll see a theme, just so you know. Yeah. Um, so the first one is uh, Dear White People. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't do that, <laughs> I'm trying to be. Anyway. I'm so, sorry. yeah. Okay. Okay. Dear I'm, White People. <laughs> um, and it's a Netflix show. I, I yeah. don't really have a lot to say other than go watch it. Yeah. Um, I think that it, it speaks to a lot of the, um, it's crazy because it's two, three years old now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so we still see in the same things being talked mm-hmm. about over and over again. And so I think right. that um, the the premise behind the show and the, the whole concept of them in this racially charged situation at all times at this prestigious institution mm-hmm. um, kind of lend to what's happening on a societal level. And so I think it's really important. People need to see. Yeah, dear white people. I don't know if that tells you anything, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dear white people, we're trying to tell you something. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And the other one is When They See Us. Um, Uh, Ava DuVernay and Oprah Winfrey. This is a true story. Ava Ava is amazing. I love that she uses her platform absolutely to, yes, bring forth uh, truth and share real life A lot of times real life stories of even if it's fictional it's still what's happening in somebody's life somewhere kind of so yeah I think it's that she's she's amazing but this is the story of five young men who were um, falsely accused of raping a a woman in white woman in Central Park Mm -hmm. and um, just the story of how they were railroaded essentially Um, being young not knowing the laws not knowing their rights not knowing what was going on, period, pretty mm-hmm. much, and um how it sent them to um prison. Right. For 16 years. It, I can't remember how
1: long. It truly I, I think the longest the longest well, person years? was there, eleven.
0: Okay. Eleven years.
1: Okay. Um and I think that was Corey Wise, who yeah. I <laughs> believe was the only person who wasn't even there. Yeah. During he, was he wasn't there even the in Central amount. Park. Right. He ended up spending the most time in jail, which, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot. It, it really highlights um, some of the issues with the justice system. Yes. When we think about race and yeah. the issues that we are speaking out about now when it comes to policing. Yes. And it's ironic that the prosecutor in this case hmm. um, refuses to, to say see that it wasn't yeah. fault in herself. Mm-hmm.
0: This is what I just got you saying that it's some people just need to be right versus they need to be right versus yeah. it being right, if that makes right. sense. Yeah, some people just need to win, they need to win versus yeah. being right. It, yeah, it's it is sad. It's sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so those are that's why I picked them though. One's about the kind of the racial side of this, and the, uh, well, they're both racially charged, mm-hmm. but one's dealing with it from a, a Majority, minority, yeah, Canada in that institution, and then the other one's from the justice system, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those were my two. Well,
1: we both agreed on this. This Well, this will be your third one, and this was mm-hmm.
0: right? Yeah, I, definitely yeah. my third one, because when yeah. you said it, I was like, oh, I can't let that not Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait a minute, sir. Yeah.
1: So this, this thing dropped Friday morning, before I woke up, because I woke mm-hmm. up to a text message. <laughs> um, with it in the text message, and I was like, "Chappelle, I need to watch it now." Right. And so Chappelle's eight four six
0: man dropped on Friday. You. Let me tell you something. Uh oh, my light just went out. Go ahead.
1: No, nah, I hear you. Okay. Um, his eight four six dropped on Friday, and I, I, it was just really uh, um, Oof. it was powerful. The- like, in talking to you and talking to other people, like, one of my favorite orators um, is James Baldwin.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think he does a good job of speaking in a way that is comprehensible to all people, not just Black right. people, right. all people. Mm-hmm. And so I put Dave Chappelle kind of in that vein because he is able... <laughs> To captivate you, um, for those of you who are looking to be entertained by comedy, if you were Just looking for it. a bunch of funny jokes, this is not for you. But if you he's were...
0: funny, but that's not what it. That's yeah, not yeah. What
1: it's no, it, it, it's some funny parts of it. Yeah, but the most of this is a conversation
0: mm-hmm.
1: that can only that could have only come from him.
0: Absolutely. It's his truth. It's, it's his raw emotion. That's yeah. what it
1: is. Yeah. And and I appreciated it. One of the things that I, I thought about while I was looking at it, um, was that is this intentional? Is is he intentionally talking about this right now? Because you see him look at this little notebook that he has.
0: Right. He never um, opens it. In front it of up.
1: him. Well, he opens it, but he continues to close it. Right. And it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, is he using the notebook to talk about what he's feeling or does he have some material in his mm-hmm. notebook that he's trying to work through that he mm-hmm. can't even get to?
0: Yeah, I think that's what it these is. These
1: emotions are um, I really so do. at the forefront of yeah. his mind right now.
0: Right. And that's what it felt like to me. No, I believe that's exactly what it was. He had material. Yeah. And he had he was going to probably be funny about things about this but it just got so deep and serious for him. He yeah. couldn't like at one point he put the notebook on the floor. Yeah. Like he didn't even have it in his hand anywhere near him. Right. And he kept picking it up and putting it open, and he wrapped the little thing back and then he wrapped. Right. I was like man like whatever's in there is not important. Right? Not That's important. what in his mind he was like whatever this is not important. right? And yeah. he even said that he was like this ain't even funny is
1: it? <laughs> is this awkward <opera> for y'all? <laughs>
0: So, yeah, Yeah. no, it was it was masterful art. Yeah, with a powerful message. Mm -hmm. It was. It was. That's what I say. Um, anybody who knows Dave Chappelle knows he (laughs) he doesn't um (laughs) he uses colorful wording. Oh yeah. Um, Um. at all times. (laughs) Um, and so. You know, I, that's when I posted it. I was like, any of y'all, you know, Bible thumping, holy and doubt people who can't stand it, this is not for you. Mm-hmm. But if you really want to hear some truth and some some deep, then listen. Yeah. Like you got to just get over that. Like right. sometimes you just got to get over that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I loved it.
1: Yeah. Shout out to Dave Chappelle, man. Um, yeah. I think it was it was it was needed. Um. And and it came in a way that could only come from him. Yeah. And I feel like it would be digested by many. Mm-hmm. It was I was sad to see that people who are, you know, real comedy heads, mm-hmm. like they tried to dissect it as a comedy piece and that's just that's, and that's not, not what it was. This wasn't what that mm-hmm. was. No. You know. But
0: I literally thought at the end, like, man, the people who came are they disappointed?
1: Right. You know, well, what I, mean? I, I was trying to figure out because people talk about how Dave Chappelle will have a six-hour set. And he will just be up there talking for six hours, and so I was trying to figure out. I yeah.
0: love him, but no.
1: Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> I could I could sit and listen to Dave Chappelle for six I, hours.
0: I, I love him, but no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, I listen to three-hour podcasts, so yeah, no. <laughs> But, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I it's it's um I, I couldn't tell whether it was something that was edited in the way that it was or right. He said it was kind of raw, so I, I it was it was like I couldn't tell. So Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna put it out.
0: Oh yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Like I'm like I'm gonna have to go watch it on my TV because I watched it on my phone. Like, uh, yeah! I got to go watch it on the TV now. Like, let me watch it again. Like, right. I, yeah, no, it was amazing.
1: It I was continually, amazing. I got that thing where you, like, uh, connect your device to your TV. Oh, okay. And you can, like, project it from your mm-hmm. TV. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Actually, no, I, I think I, like, went and searched for it.
0: Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to to find it on YouTube, on my TV. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like, mm -hmm. so, but yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. So, um, that's, that's a, um, that's a Black Lives Matter, uh, version of shows to watch.
1: Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) This is our, our Black Power Show (laughs) picks. Right. (laughs) Nah, but um oh,
0: gosh.
1: As always, we, we truly appreciate you all. We're at the end of this episode sixty-seven. Yeah. Um, um if you want to get in touch with us, if you wanna connect with us, if you just want to uh support us, certainly hit us up on our IG page. That's at Field the number two, the real podcast. That's IG. Um YouTube is a little different. <laughs> I mean, not mm-hmm. YouTube, excuse me. Uh, Twitter. Twitter is a bit different. It's uh, number yeah. two. Feel to the Real P1
0: mm-hmm. on
1: Twitter. But if you search Feel to the Real Podcast, I believe it pops up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, our YouTube page, so you can see our virtual, I mean, our visual format of the show is um, Feel to the Real Podcast. And that's not mm-hmm. the number two, that's mm-hmm. T-O. hmm um, And if you want to hit us up on, you know, um, via email, it's field, the number two, the real podcast at Mm gmail.com. Um, we, we truly, again, I keep saying this, but we truly appreciate you guys for sticking with us for listening to the content for interacting. Um, those of you who, um, want to interact, but you know, may feel a way about doing it. Like you can always shoot us an email. Yeah, we um, will include DM. You in the, yeah, you know, DM. DM
0: whatever. You
1: no. Know, yeah. It goes down in the DMs.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I, <laughs> I don't even have words. Okay. Oh, oh Lord.
1: We love you guys. Peace. Yes,
0: we do. Peace. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Now put the cameras on me, 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 put the cameras on me.